Okay, welcome back to the Think Education podcast. Uh, myself, Chris Hill, and Judith Lamy talking today about, I guess, part two of our conference. Let's call it experience. Um, that, that sounds broadly positive <laughs> at the same time as, uh, as the reality. So we talked last week about uh, conferences that we'd attended. Um, we talked about the scopes of conferences. We talked about, uh, you know, evolving the audience. We talked about, you know, being on, on the stage. We talked about um, being an, an active participant um, and responding to, you know, the new ideas and audience engagement and we we talked about the value of disagreeing with people um and being able to disagree with people um we now both you and i i mean we have obviously experience in this in addition to what we're about to talk about but we are both involved in the uh more behind the scenes uh, and organizational realities of uh, of conferences and so it seemed like a <laughs> a good opportunity to have a reflection on on that. Uh, you enjoy organising conferences. I oh enjoys her. Is a, is a loaded word. You've got to be committed to it, haven't you? It yes. is absolutely a loaded word. You say enjoy, and you're meant to smile when you do it. Um, I would say, as a short answer, yes. Um, as a as a long answer, probably um, the organising of it has changed a little as I've gone through my career. When I've probably gone from actually doing some of the organising of it, mm -hmm. so what room are we going to use? Yeah, how many people are going to be sitting here? Who's going to be doing? So the logistics side of it. So to actually doing that kind of stuff and more along the lines of the. Um, actively involved let's say in the run-up to it but not as massively as those actually having to sort out all of the logistics and who's going to have name badges and what do you do if there's oh i don't know picking something random as an example train strikes mm -hmm. and you're you know hosting a conference in london let's say and you're hosting it right in the middle of a week when every single train company is on strike but on different days and yeah. different ways so so I so I would I would say yes I do enjoy it um, and actually when when I was doing it when I was younger and uh, was actively involved more in the in as I said planning of it and actually doing the, the logistics of it I think I did enjoy it but like a lot of those things um, you also only really enjoy it after the event when nothing majorly catastrophic yeah. has happened but at least the audience is aware of. There could have been lots of things that have happened that the audience aren't aware of, so they don't really count. Yeah, well, sure. Know, but yeah. it's it's those that, you know. Um, and as a, as a slight digression, I use as a, an example, um, and this wasn't something I had to prepare, but I've never, ever forgotten it, I, as you'll probably see why in a second. Um, so when I was at University of Birmingham, um, I wasn't responsible for home recruitment, all of those those sort of other areas and, and a wonderful lady called Liz Murphy was and she would organise the open days and everything and you know what open days are like at, um, oh, yes. at universities and very lively thousands of people coming along talk about organising your logistics and um, 
and at the University of Birmingham, there's one, there's a number of roads that go into the university. If you've been there, wonderful, leafy edge Baston and all that. And then Liz sort of wakes up in the morning of the conference to find that, that a massive hole has appeared <laughs> in one of the roads, the main road leading up to the campus. One of those big, I don't know what you call them, sunk holes? Or, yeah, sink holes, something basically, or other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, the road sort of collapsed into the and this then involved having to sort out changes to bus routes changes to now it got sorted i can't imagine what liz and her team were going through or that one person who will have arrived first to try and drive up the road and go hang on a minute there's a big hole here probably just wanted to turn around and go back home again yeah one of those major things that happen that everybody knows has happened as well because it's a little bit obvious. Yes. Um, and they do, you know, it, it, it. So there are those kind of things. Um, but yes, I suppose I, I have I have enjoyed it because you were invested so much more in it. You're invested in the whole, the whole event, I suppose. And then it's not just the event itself, which could be a day or two days or three days or however long. Um, but also what are the run-up to it as well. Yeah. Really long way of saying sort of yes. I'm uh, reminded of a phrase that Bola used uh, when he was on our podcast talking about uh, the Egyptian education sector. And he was, I think he was referring to Egypt's relationship with the UK. And he said, uh, we all have sentiments. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I, I think I, I'm in. I'm in agreement with you. They are. They are quite. Can be quite stressful. Uh, in the immediate lead up, uh, and then sort of, you know, in that sort of last ditch effort before things start, and then kind of once they start, they you know, they just sort of take over, right? And and things happen, and and yes. um, you don't can't let yourself worry too much that you know, you're over time or under time or that, you know, these are just, that's just the nature of, of what a conference uh, is. I do like the, the creative energy of, you know, coming up with a, a theme or, or themes um, mm. uh, and, you know, that, that ability to see people present and listen to ideas. If you, Often, you know, when I've, when I've been a conference organiser, I've certainly not been a participant and therefore being able to enjoy or appreciate what's being discussed and said is probably less because there's more yes. more sort of logistics going going on um, in, the, in the background, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's funny because my most stressful conference was one I organised in-house at an institution. So like you, I've been involved, you know, I've been on committees that have, have done sort of international ones. And obviously during COVID, it was at distance. And, you know, in some cases it with different languages and, you know, and literally the most stressful was an in-house one for the in-house students, which you wouldn't yes. think would be that complex. But, you no. know, people pushing deadlines <laughs> and then an, another academic colleague coming in, the equivalent of half an hour before we started going, oh, I've got another 50 students. Can you just fit them in? Fit, fit them in where? Like what? What? <laughs> no. Um, and we did. We haven't did, got a mezzanine level. Yes, no. No. So um, we ended up just they had to have their own separate stream, on, and you know that, and we appointed that academic as the chair because that was uh, that was kind of all that was left. It, it's I think once you've organised or been involved on an organising committee for a conference, you have a much greater appreciation and a much higher tolerance 
for what goes on at a conference. You know, you, yes. if you're sitting there and it's like, oh, they changed the room. Okay, I'll just go to the other room or, or, you know, this speaker's dropped out. Okay. And you just roll with it a little bit because it's it's a difficult, difficult thing to to sometimes pull together. Um, so you are... Yes, I suppose now. No, no, sorry. You suppose? No, no, no. no I, I, you know, I... Um... I'm just thinking that uh, just one example, when you saying that, just one example um, popped into my head of uh, a, a year or so ago when um, the Pi Live were delivering an event in London and they had their uh, evening uh, gala dinner mm. that they were meant to be hosting, meant ah, to be hosting yes. on one side of the river and for a very good good um, reason uh it had to be moved because the venue you know was 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 um was being used uh for other purposes totally beyond their control everybody knew it was happening all 350 or 400 of us or however many there were and literally in the space of i think um i think amy baker and her team had something like three days to move a gala dinner an event and it was an awards event and yeah. it wasn't even just i mean and i say just with the greatest respect it wasn't even just that there were 300 or however many people sitting down and eating food there was lots of other stuff as well mm. because there were awards there were videos there was you know so you couldn't it wasn't just you needed a big room somewhere yeah. you needed and and so and of course we all knew that was ha- ha- happened was happening because we were all part of it and i think most of us would have said, you know what, if you want to cancel it, that's fine. Yeah. Because none of us want to be in your position. Uh, and they didn't. And they, they moved it. They moved it to somewhere in London, south of the, uh, the, the river. And it was astonishing. And A, most people were there thinking, goodness me, I'm glad I didn't have to do that. And B, then the, the, not only the place where, where we had it, held it, but... The, the people themselves, you know, everybody was so appreciative of every single thing that happened yeah. because they knew that yeah. there was just so much that had gone on in the background. But it was just, I was just reminded of that because I know we mentioned Amy uh, in a previous podcast, you know, and I was talking about the Enoch conference, but, but I just remember, I always think of that whenever I see her and I think, oh, goodness me, I'm really, really glad that I wasn't. Yeah even remotely anywhere near part of organising that. So whatever probably I'm ever going to have, I've done in the past or I'm going to have to do in the future, probably not. Um, I'm going to avoid having to do that kind of thing anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's probably wise. Um, they're not, they're not, I mean, you. I think that the sort of the adrenaline and the energy and the fear and everything sort of takes over and you, you know, you try to muddle through as best you can um but it's no it's never it's never an easy never an easy thing to to do uh, and I, I mean i've been involved in a lot of uh, nothing nothing thankfully to the scale of of you know what amy and her team had to to pull off um uh but on on the very sort of minor level of, of logistics that i've been involved with i mean it you you do get to the point when you don't almost care about the content you know, you're, you're just like, you're trying to move this yeah. piece over here. And it's like, oh, you know, just stick those people in that room. They don't go. It's like, don't care. Just yeah, move. It doesn't move. matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Stage, it doesn't. Get, yes, get them out um, of front of where I am. Yeah. And it, it does then become, yeah, kind of an exercise in, in finishing something rather than, uh, 
Um, yeah. We've because I know you and I obviously we've got stuff coming up, um, and uh, I'm involved with the academic conference uh, for academic research and integrity, which is being held for the first time internationally and being held in Dubai uh, in um, December. By the time you know this goes live, it will have it will have been <laughs> one way or the other. It will have happened, um, and <laughs> one of the things that we're finding a little bit tricky is now balancing the in-person and online presentations because we, we offered um, both options as is kind of the norm now uh, and where possible you know we have online sessions and then we have in-person sessions so we, we sort of tried to group them and then you know sort of in the last day or two we've had people asking if they can present an online presentation in what would have been an in-person session and so you know those sort of logistic things are a logistics a little bit you know tricky to to sort of balance without you know rejigging stuff but again it, you know that's where you you kind of worry more about losing the content because obviously if the, if the online yeah. presentation doesn't work that person is disadvantaged in the sense that he or she can't give the presentation and everybody else obviously can't hear it, but the running of the session just goes on because everybody else is physically there and you sort of pick up and, and move, move along. Um, but you always feel a little guilty if, if technology or, or the, the challenges sort of overtake, you know, the best intentions. Um, so yeah. that, that's kind of an interesting, uh, interesting balance. And, and then we've had a, a lot of, I mean, not just with this conference, but a lot of conferences I've been involved with in the past where, you try to make things as absolutely clear as you possibly can on the website and either you don't or it isn't or you know people still ask the same sort of same sort of questions and um i think this this goes this was i was reflecting on this a couple of days ago and, and it made me think about stuff we were talking about in previous sessions where you know as our careers have have progressed and we've had more experience and you you end up taking certain things for granted but you know, thinking back to those first couple of conferences where you've never been to the venue, you've never been to the city, you've maybe never even been to the country if you're lucky enough to travel internationally. You don't know anybody. There's a cost, there's a resource. It's, it's, you're probably more than a little nervous about presenting. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, it's that very much first day of school syndrome where it's everything's, yes. everything's sort of overwhelming and, um, yeah, the more conferences that I've been involved with running, I think the easier it has become. But it's also trying to be very conscious of not losing sight of the minutia where it's like, no, 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 for some people, this is the first mm. one. And, and you know, this information has to be as absolutely clear, you know, and just because the th person's emailed you for the third time saying, how, how long do I have for my presentation? And you say, well, you could probably just yeah. scro scroll down the email to where I said it the last time or <laughs> scroll down to where I said it the first time. Uh, you know, people's nerves are, are what they are, and that's that's a very natural, you know, reality, right? Um, so that's that's been a, the last couple of couple of days. Myself and my my uh, co-chairing colleagues, I guess, or committee colleagues, maybe, and that's been uh, you know where where we are, and we're just looking forward now to the, uh, or by the time people hear this, look, be looking back. I don't know if you can. I don't. You I don't think I can change the past tense of something that hasn't yet happened Imagine, when I'm talking yeah. about it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so um, yeah, there's there's a lot of nice social activities in, in and around the conference, which you know, are, are a useful way to 
not just let people have a glimpse of the culture of the place that they're they're visiting, but also network, right, uh, to an extent. And so that's yeah, that, that'll be that'll be be fun. Um, my most memorable that comes to mind is attending API in Seoul in South Korea, and the conference dinner was, I mean, just enormous. I mean, it was. I don't know how many, but you were effectively in a conference in a um, sorry in a concert venue. You know that your your table at the back is a kilometre away from the stage, um, yeah. <laughs> and and watching um, a, a South Korean performer in traditional dress sing Frozen, the theme song from Frozen, "Let It Go." That was an interesting cross cultural experience. Uh, yeah, with a with replete with light show. Um, that was, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Some interesting experiences. So you're building up what's going to happen next week in your conference, then, Chris. So we're going we're to take expecting a... this to. You know, <laughs> we, we will have people swooping in from the top of the stage. No, no, singing. No, we're, we're going through the air. We're going the other way. We're just going to take them out into the desert. <laughs> we're not. We're not. We're not planning on leaving them, but um, we are sort of a you know a, the desert safari experience that a lot of people that come to to the UAE you know may be familiar with, but. Uh, it's sort of an, an a grouping of a bunch of different things all in the same venue, and you can you know you can go on a dune you know, riding in a four by four, and can have a henna tattoo, and you know you can ride a camel, and you know you can um, sort of hit all of the the major tourist um, realities of the place. Uh, all of those things you do every day. Oh obviously. yeah, it's just a regular Thursday. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yes. Uh, so no, that's you know that's um, it's kind of part and parcel of of and that's the thing is that they are they are things like that are touristy but they're touristy for a reason and people that have never been you know being able mm. to go out into and watch a sunset in the desert i mean that's there will be people that have never had that opportunity before uh so that's that's always nice to to experience anew with with people um yeah because you are yeah and i think as you say that Sorry, no, no, I, I did it again. You when you're just about to ask me a question, <laughs> so ask it, ask it. No, no, I mean, because I was gonna, I was gonna say, because you're, I was gonna sort of turn it back to to what you've, um, you've got going on, uh, well, yes. currently, future, and past. By the time people yes. hear this, yeah, so <laughs> yes, how how would it have was it have been, or whatever the correct way of phrasing that <laughs> sentence um, is. Because you're UUKI coming yes, up, so, right? That's right. Yes. So, so I had the pleasure, um, and I've not, I've not seen him after uh, all finished yet to, to get to get my own back on him. But I had the pleasure of hosting the um, UUKI TNE um, conference uh, week week ago now. Um, so, in, in, during the same week when I was. Um, was presenting at a conference, so doing the swooping in, doing yeah. a session, swooping out, and just stopping to have a bit of a chat and something nice to eat with with people and dipping into a couple of other sessions. Um, to have the opportunity to, to to host it, and actually it was it was a terrific. If you ask me if I if I enjoyed that one, I absolutely did, one hundred one hundred percent. And going back to what I said previously, though, you know, certainly when. Um, I was younger and if I was involved in hosting or leading a conference, I was doing the logistics. For this one, I wasn't at all. This was all down to Universities UK and their events team. Working with, we had, it was based at um, 
London South Bank University, so LSBU, and in their then new-ish student hub. So a fantastic venue, you know, really good location. Not far from, you know, London, not far from Waterloo Mm -hmm. Station, probably about a a, a 10-minute walk, if, if that. So, you know, great location. And, and this was the biggest TNE conference that Universities UK had, had run. So there were northwards of 220, 230 mm. people at it. Uh, and there were, although we had got, we had expected that a couple of people would actually be beaming in live from like Las Vegas. Uh, they actually weren't. They were in person, for which we were uh, ever grateful. Um but it was mostly it was it was an in person yeah it was an in person event and um it the, it was it was looking at various aspects of transnational education uh from how you set up partnerships from scratch what the you know what the benefits of we we did a session on branch campuses and you know how some of the some examples from those how those have been set up how they've been going how how um how some of the things that they anticipated had happened didn't happen, but how some things did happen that mm-hmm. really weren't on their radar at all. And there were great examples that we have from uh, people like uh, Simon Guyve, who um, is a pro vice chancellor at uh, Lancaster University, talking about the Lancaster Leipzig mm-hmm. um, partnership, for example. So we had that, and then we had discussions around equity um, in international higher education. Uh, leading up probably to in the afternoon more in-depth discussions around risk and and risk management and mitigation and none of this sounds that doesn't sound like it's really really exciting I know but actually it really was quite interesting um and I spoke and so I didn't so I've chaired lots and lots of sessions at conferences before like you have Chris and I've presented at them many times but I don't think reflecting on it I don't think I have from from as soon as it starts to as soon as it's finished, hosted an entire mm. conference. And that was um, quite a different experience. Um, and, I, and I and I suppose, you know, I, as I say, the, the, the people that had organised it, particularly Alex at, um, at University UK International, who had done the briefing document for me, who had guided me through what's happening in each of the sessions. So everybody else... In UK, I and the, the events team, um, together with Donna and, and Fran and others, had um, had worked in great detail with the presenters for each of the sessions and the panels for each of the sessions. I'd worked, I'd, I'd connected in with a few of them who, because they knew I was hosting the conference and chairing everything, thought it was wise to maybe have a word with me first. Probably more to do with me than to do with them. See what I mean? Um, but really, they'd done a lot of the, the, the groundwork there and the footwork. And then they talked to me about how, you know, what it was, you know, how it was going to be guided through and what mm. the plans roughly were going to be. Um, so it was, it was a different way of, um, of engaging with something. And, and it was really, you know, their, their um, organisation of it was, was very, very good. Um, but I suppose, like anything it, it just comes down to the final it's, it must be like actors on a stage it, it ultimately comes down to when the curtain goes up yeah. what happens doesn't it um and i and i suppose you know with having so having just done one and with you having 
get about to do do one i suppose for, for me that it's almost like you know what what might be some of the few things i would say that i'm sure you would know anyway um but but reflecting whether i would say to myself absolutely do make sure you do this again so as far as you can yourself of course you have to prepare mm-hmm you know, so know, know what the sections are, know how long they're going to be, know who some of the individuals are, know how to pronounce some of the names, you know, and all of those sorts of things. Find out where the venue is before the day, just in case, like me, you have a habit of getting lost. Um, so I absolutely did did do that. Um, I seem to be, I'm reasonably good usually at finding my way around cities and things like that, but I do have a habit of getting lost in places. So when I arrived in London, I did get ever so slightly lost in Waterloo Station again and found myself in Monsoon. But there you go, a quick plug there for the um, for the clothing store that is Monsoon and uh, made myself feel a little bit better by buying myself a dress. Um, <laughs> so make sure you prepare in lots of different ways to the best of your ability i think you know whatever you're doing and of course you would do that if you're presenting but you do it in a slightly different way obviously if you're if you're if you're a host and i suppose because the the sessions were series of small presentations you know when we talked about um going global as well we were also talking about having um more time for interaction more time for networking more time where it isn't just let's stand up and let's talk about our institution and then let's yeah. let's move on it was so so nearly all of the sessions are like that so as well as as, as sort of hosting it i was chairing each of the the, the the panel sessions that came after it some of which um you know that there were short like five minute um thought pieces from each of the participants so let's say there were four of them you know for when we had the one on equity for example each of the colleagues there just gave a five-minute you know, thought piece of, of their thoughts with, within the topic. And then for the next hour, it was discussion through the panel mm. and then bringing in the, bringing in the audience. So, um, so it wasn't just a case of making sure that somebody stuck to, yeah. to time, although there was an element of that with some of them, or at least trying to make sure that you work your way around the fact that they haven't stuck to time. Um, but, um, but, you know, it was m- much more interactive. So I suppose preparing as much as you can, knowing your subject well, well, clearly, I think if I couldn't host one on transnational education, I'm not entirely sure what I would do. So I think I was was pretty all right with that. And I think then a couple of other things. Don't don't fret and worry about the changes that are going to happen because there will be last minute changes. So indeed, we did have the night before somebody saying for the for the final panel discussion that they couldn't attend yeah. because they've been taken ill um i the first i knew of that was when i arrived um on the the day and alex and the team said well this person can't come now but you've got this one in said you know and it was and it was fine and it worked out really well i hadn't had to do any of the running around to find somebody else yeah uh, they'd done all of all of that all i needed to know was that i needed not to call this person this name i needed to call them that name uh, as it happened i knew the individuals involved so i wouldn't have made that mistake anyway but you know things happen yeah so there are always going to be there are going to be changes and as you say you just you just have to 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 deal with that um i suppose one thing that um it, it, technology is a wonderful thing, isn't it? Here we are sitting in our respective wonderful uh, countries having a, a chat about 
conferences in this case uh, uh, took place somewhere else um and and we're doing it because of the wonders of technology but technology does go wrong yep. quite a bit and it's nobody's fault and indeed um lsbu the event place was amazing and the hub great you know so the the, the location fantastic you know the room we're in all all of that um everything had been tested beforehand i mean i i arrived well before it was started and, and people were there a long time before i was testing out the av equipment yeah. testing out the microphones etc etc and of course as soon as we started the conference things didn't work yeah just because that's what technology does it waits until that prime moment when you've got 250 people sitting down to decide that you know something's not going to work so what you have to do and i and i remember at one point then alex signing over to me to go we've got we need at least another five minutes to sort out the av equipment can you just fill and i thought fair enough okay yes so off you go um so you just have to do that you know there's what what was i going to do what can you do as a host you can't go oh well it's um the things aren't working you can because they could see everybody could see because they're all sitting down they've all finally you know but everybody to be quiet they're all sitting down they're all waiting for it to start and they can see that the massive big beautiful screen behind me doesn't have on it what was meant to be on it um and there was a there was quite a few people running around trying to get that there um it worked out of course it did but you know what can't you do you can't just sit down and go oh, well everybody just talk talk to each other and um yeah and then I'll come back in five minutes. Well, I suppose you could do, but actually, I I used it as an opportunity to think to, to start to bond a bit with the audience um, because they all knew what was happening. I knew that they knew, and they knew that I knew that they knew, and all of that. Yeah. So it it all it, it, it and it oddly lightened. I'm not saying that there was an air of tension in the room. Of course, there wasn't. But if anything, it, it lightened the mood even more. Because most people were sitting in that audience thinking, I'm glad it's not, it's me, not me out there with the microphone because yeah. this person has got an hour. Just chat to all of us for, for five minutes before things start start proper. So actually, it was great. I knew a lot of people there. Um, we then just, I then just started talking about what's going to happen with the conference, carried on filling. And as soon as Alex was ready and he put his thumbs up, I went, and now... And you will have all realised that there's seamless and nothing went that wrong there whatsoever. We'll go into our first session. Mm. You know, it was great. It, it lightened the mood. Everybody had a bit of a laugh. And and I, and I think, if anything, um, it it started to pave the way for people being even more interactive. Yeah. Because they they I started having an, a dialogue with the audience. Yeah. As an individual body, if you see what I mean, as opposed to individuals. Um, and it was nice because it's sort of... Now, would I suggest that people do that on purpose at the beginning of every conference? Probably not for your health. Yeah. Not necessarily a good idea. But you've sort of just got to be yeah. got to be ready for it. So there's that, that, you know, things happen. You know, we had we had one of the... We had two microphones. And one of them behaved itself very well. That was my microphone. It's probably out of fear more than anything of the mic for the microphone's point of view. And the other one, where just kept mucking around, yeah. you know, and people could see that. But, and, you know, what what do you do then? Do you, do you get stressed about it? Of course you don't. You, 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 oh, you get yourself a different one um, or you, you, know, you just you just deal with it. So there's there's those kind of 
there's those kind of events that, that take place that mean that you just have to interact with individuals yeah. just like you would do if something happened in a room, yeah. you know, where there's just two of you rather than, you know, 222 of you. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's a, it's a great, not just point, but philosophy, because I was thinking about, I, I was recently chairing a, a PhD Viva, and, you know, and I said the same thing that I say in, in all Vivas that I'm chairing or indeed examining. You know, the objective is to make the student comfortable such that they can then yes. answer confidently, because it's a stressful situation, and the, the more heightened the stress, the less likely, you know, the engagement, in which case, you know, it has a knock-on effect. And I, I mean, I was just thinking that, particularly we've been talking about the different types of conferences we've attended lately and the, you know, the huge value of that dialogue and, and moving away from the formal presentation or the, the, you know, here's my institution's website and look how awesome we are. Um, yeah. and, and we've also talked about, you know, the value of, of creating the space in conferences, you know, when you talk about China, your China trip in terms of allowing that space for people to just talk. And it sort of struck me, almost we're looking at a model where an academic conference is a very formal thing in a, in a sense. You know, for many people, it's it's formal because the funding is tied to you know them presenting or them possible publishing or you know it, it's a it's a line on the CV, it's experience, it's it has a, a very formal function within academia. And yet, almost what we're talking about now is bringing the coffee break into the plenary, so creating yes. an atmosphere whereby it's like I. I'm sure your institution's awesome. I I don't actually care in this moment. I'd much rather you tell me if for five minutes what worked or what didn't work or what your reflections are, and then I'd like to hear from her and her, and then I want to try and participate. Yeah. And so actually, you know, we we have this very formal structure of, of you know, plenary panel, et cetera, et cetera. But actually, we're trying to create an environment whereby people share ideas and people discuss ideas and people learn from them. And that's not... That's not a formalized, you know, we're looking for more engagement. And so, you know, that's the thing, as you said, everybody in that, in that audience is thinking, oh, man, I'm glad this isn't me. And everybody's thinking, yeah, yeah I've been in this situation. She already has my goodwill. I'm, I'm five minutes is five yeah. minutes, I guess. You know, that's, you know. Um, yeah, and I'm yeah. here, I'm here for the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you break but, that but barrier between, right? So I think was a a really good point because because um, then the, you know the session started proper, you know it it, it was fine. We the little glitches happened here and there, but it didn't matter because we were we were sort of all chums together in a sense, having a discussion about something. Yeah. But what was really, I think, refreshing, and a few people mentioned this, and we deliberately factored this into some of the presentations to be to. Be it less about here's this shiny campus we've built or here's this fantastic collaboration we've got and here's this wonderful university that we are and more about here was an idea that we had, this is what happened. It didn't actually quite go according to plan and it ended or it didn't quite go according to plan and therefore we did this. So we were sharing more about things that hadn't happened or had happened that we hadn't expected. And, and so the presenters, you know, were really open and, and and honest and trusting of the audience i think in terms of sharing some of the things that i don't think we would have done a number of years ago yeah to be honest and and um and you know trying to to encourage when when there will be people across the audience whose institutions are in different stages of the journey 
you know, if you're at the beginning stage of this and you want to talk about it, come and talk about it. Yeah. You know, I mean, Bobby was talking about this, who's, who's from Portsmouth University, and he was saying that, you know, they were looking at, at a, a, a development um, in, in Europe. And so he'd contacted Simon from Lancaster and said, you know, can I talk to you about uh, Leipzig and can I come along and can I see? And he was like, yes, of course, come and do that, yeah. you know. Uh, I've done similar things in the past, uh, you know, institutions when, you know, we've been looking at, at developing partnerships and places and I've called up friends and colleagues across the sector and said, are you willing? Are you happy to share this? You know, and I think people have got, even in the last couple of years, to be honest, more and more open about things, trusting of each other, but much more collaborative across the sector, across yeah. the international higher education sector. You know, and there's probably a variety of reasons um, for that, but probably also just pragmatically people realise that we're much stronger together if we collaborate together and it's a good quality product that we have that we're sharing, you know, across a piece. So there's a pragmatism for it as well. But just coming back, one thing, though, when you were speaking then that I did particularly want to say, which I thought was, it, which again, is probably very obvious um, but one thing that does happen, certainly when you're hosting um, a conference and then you're you're leading each of the panel discussions, is that you can't let your mind drift yeah, yeah. For any, at any point because you've got to pay attention because yeah. you're there and you're the one. that and You know when you're, you're sitting there and you're in the audience and particularly now people have got their phones out and they're looking at their email. Now, I'm not saying that... I would have been those kind of situations when on the stage, get my phone out and start looking at my emails. Of course not. But you really, really do have to pay attention um, to what's been going on, to who's saying what. You have to keep the audience, you have to engage with the audience all the time to get the mood of the room. But also when you do ask questions, you know, scan the room, make sure you get the right people, try and remember people's uh, names um, and try and encourage people to to to, to um, participate, but but that was something that I found quite interesting. So by the end of the day, I was actually quite tired, I'm and sure. I think it's just because I'd had that relentless engagement from the second I arrived to all of the sessions. That, as I say, were all of these interactive ones. So you were sort of on the stage all the time, and of course there was a break. In yeah. between, there was a lunch break, but we spent most of the time with the lunch break making sure that the things after the lunch break were going to be all right. LSBU, you know, if, if you only go there to participate in events and have the lunches that they prepare, then that's a good thing because, mm. goodness me, these guys can, can prepare a fantastic conference lunch. Um, but I did have somebody run up with mine on a plate and go, we thought you might not be eating, so please, please have this, which I did. Um but it was yes, it was quite it was quite an intense um, you know intense participation that you have when you do something like that, and yeah. when you're doing it from sort of nine or ten in the morning until yeah. four or five in the evening, and then going into um, an evening reception, you know, it's. Uh, but it was I I learned a lot. I, I it was actually wonderful being engaged so much in in part of that sort of event but I have to admit I was very very tired afterwards and I had quite an early night which sounds yeah. a bit sad um, no, I mean, but, but I mean, it I, was um, that's yes, a, more exhausting than I'd anticipated yeah no no I mean that's a very familiar story to me I mean I've I've been in that yeah position where it's very it's draining because you are 
intellectually engaged and you know you are trying to link the first session to the third session to follow back and you know summarize this and that and um i mean there have been many times when i've been at conferences and by the time you get to the evening reception you just think i like i don't want to smile anymore i I don't want to talk to people anymore like my head my head is full of stuff now and uh (laughs) um uh yeah that's when you just go and find you know often somebody that you know and just talk about you know, inane, whatever, just to, um, yes. um, no, but they are, and, 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 and I mean, there's the other element to it, which, you know, we were talking about, uh, in previous conversations, there's also the job at home that hasn't stopped. So, you know, you, you often, you know, when we were doing the, the one about, um, Vicky and Shirin and Charlene's, um, blog post about, you know, post-conference energy, you know, you come back drained, tired, but also motivated, and then boom, you're right back into the office job, and you think, oh, okay, and that's quite a, that's quite a transition sometimes to, to manage, Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I I, I agree with you, conferences are, are a labor of love, I think, Um, uh, but we have, we do have that ability, as you say, to be maybe less precious you know obviously we want things to run and you know there's a level of quality people have paid and people you know are attending and they've given up their time and you know there's an investment for everybody involved and um and i mean also and you you know if you're chairing something you want to to more than adequately show your appreciation and respect for the people behind the scenes that have done you know the massive amount of legwork you know there's, there's a whole team um but at the end of the day you're all here. We're in a room. Well, let's just have a chat, right? Let's, you know, because that's that's yeah, going to be that, that, actually that's basically yes, yeah. that's basically it, isn't it? And I, and I suppose you know another point for those maybe who are at the the beginnings of of their careers, you know, some people as well will fit into some roles in conferences and be more comfortable in some roles than others, and and that's absolutely fine, you know go where you yeah. feel most comfortable for the time of the life that you're in you know would I have thought 30 years ago when I started this that I'd be chairing a conference and be on stage and really enjoying it and basically give me a microphone and and then you have to drag it off me <laughs> absolutely not you know I would I you know when I tell people how quiet I was and how nervous I used to get and they'd look at me and they go nah you're talking about somebody else now Clearly, you change as you get older. Mm. But actually, though, sometimes you don't change that much. And that's fine mm. because yeah. you get lots of different people, you know. I And, and that was something that I think is also very clear when also you are um, hosting a conference is also to be mindful of that for the people that, in, that are involved. Not everybody loves holding a microphone yeah. and feels automatically like they want to sing my way <laughs> or yesterday, yeah. you know. Some of them, they do want to share what they're doing. And I had a, a lady at the, the, the conference who was presenting. I'm not going to say who it was because it's personal. But, you know, she came up to me. She said, she said, I'm, I'm really nervous. And initially I went, nah, you're not. Because she's got loads of it. And she was like, yeah, no, I am. I went, all right. I said, well, don't worry about it because, you know, you're brilliant. So know that. But I gave her just a few little tips for, you know, well, if, if you are nervous, do this, do that, you know. Hold, don't hold something in front of you that's a bit of paper because your arms are shaking and people will see you're nervous and then you'll see that and then you'll get more nervous and it will spiral a bit, you know. So try and relax yourself, lean yourself against, you know. So so we talked about, about that. You know, she's, she's 
you know, older than older than I am. So, but it's something that, but she, uh, but the content of what she was delivering was fantastic. But she's just not one of life's presenters. Yeah. But that's fine yeah, because yeah. not everybody's like anything, isn't it? In life, it's like any partnerships you've got, like any teams that you've got. You've got people that come in in different sort of ways and and add different things to that environment and and some people will therefore look and they'll 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 have listened to what she was saying and thought goodness me i could never have done what she's talking about but they'll look at other people and go i couldn't stand there and do that and that's all right and i suppose it's just been mindful of that and it's like being a teacher isn't it you know in your classroom that you are going to have some students who are going to shine in lots of different ways and it's how you bring out the best in people make people all feel that they're valued as part of the uh, experience and that there isn't any one individual way of doing things that's right yeah. or indeed wrong it's just trying to support that and I think that so I found that um, something to good to to remind myself about you know the fact that, that, that I enjoy doing those kind of uh, things um, but uh, but also that you learn from it don't you in yeah. all of these environments you know you'll learn from from what you're delivering and um and and of of course then you learn from the content and i suppose then finally from from me what was interesting was the way i suppose i i try to help guide through the conversation but but it happened actually anyway yeah and it happened anyway because we were all part of it and what was really wonderful was that there were very, very few people, you know, when you're often you're at conferences, people will go, whether it's at lunchtime or in the afternoons to try and get their trains or try and do, yeah. do things like that. And, and, you know, the vast majority of people were still there. So we were still all having that conversation as we went through and people were referring back to, you know, oh, well, when Ian said this in the yeah. presentation, in the discussion on equity, uh, when David said this on the, you yeah. know, the, when Rakita said that. And they were saying it in different parts of, of the, the, the day and, and taking things through. And that was really, yeah. that, that was, I think, the pleasure of being part of a conversation that started in the morning and ended in the evening, yeah. was that you, you could see that work through. And it was a conversation then shared with, you know, a couple of hundred other people as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting way to rebrand it, isn't it? You know, it's, you're not going to a conference, you're going to a conversation. You know, it's... It's yeah. just sort of rethinking the way, and that's the thing. I mean, you don't you don't know. The point is, you don't know what you're going to hear or what you're going to learn, and you won't be interested in all of it, obviously. And you might just be one bit that completely changes the way you think or do something at, at home. So, uh, no, they are they are a, a a great, I think, resource. Um, and if you get people do get the opportunity to to do so, um, and I mean, I think if you get the opportunity to to chair one or organize one i think you you also appreciate you appreciate them more uh, when you don't have to when you can just sit back and and listen yeah yeah absolutely say yes and when and and work it out later if you're a bit nervous about something so that's mine and so you've got yours all to come i've got mine i've got this one one all to come hear about that yes in our next podcast excellent all right well there you go conferences worth the price of admission (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>